This is going to come at no surprise, but rewarding your dog is a good, valuable thing. But what if I told you that what you're rewarding your dog with matters almost as much as rewarding your dog itself? Well, on today's episode, that's what we're going to talk about. Are the treats or rewards that you're giving your dog affecting your dog in a good way or a bad way? Let's talk about it next. All right, well, let's get this week's episode going. Hey guys, what is up? I am Jake from On Dog Training Academy, and yes, I am back. I am ready to do more podcast episodes for you guys. I've had people reaching out saying, hey, when are you going to get going? Well, now, you know what? I'm going to tell you, it's now. Our first episode for this year is here. Uh, it's We, we did take off uh, this, a little bit of the summer and into the fall and just enjoyed life, trained a bunch of dogs, uh, worked on our courses at OnDog, worked on a whole lot of business stuff. But now I'm back behind the microphone talking to you guys and I'm really excited about it. So if you're new here, welcome. If you've been listening to me for a while, thank you guys for being understanding of me taking some time off. And I'm just excited. I've got new ideas. I've got new topics we're going to be talking about and hopefully this year possibly we're going to get some guests guests involved bring some people in interview some people and get different input from different trainers different lifestyles different philosophies so we can broaden everything that we are doing here at the learn laugh bark podcast so today's or this week i should say's episode is all about rewarding your dog so like i said in the intro it's really no surprise that rewarding your dog has a ton of benefits. And and I do think we need to keep in mind when we talk about rewarding, it's not always necessarily a good thing. Sometimes we reward behaviors we don't like, like the dog jumps on us and we pet him, things like that. But for today's episode, for this topic, we're going to talk about the positive rewards. We're going to talk about rewarding our dogs um, for doing something we like, sit down, uh, come, whatever it might be. But we're going to talk about what you're using. Are you using the right reward in the right situation? And we'll talk about some of the some of the situations that you're going to run into and also the types of rewards you might want to be considering in those certain situations. So first, let's define what reward means. Now, I'm not going to look it up in any dictionary. I'm not going to, to read it. I'm going to tell you what I think a reward is, my definition of a reward. It's basically anything your dog perceives as valuable. And I'm not saying like, well, we'll talk about petting because I do think petting has its own base, like its own value for a reward. It's not one I typically use a lot, but it has its own, it has its own benefits. Um, but it's anything your dog's going to perceive as rewarding. We're going to hit on probably about five different ones um, and kind of, push up and and talk about that a little bit. Um, But first, let's talk about the situations that you get into um, or when you're training your dog. So so you have different different levels of stimulation situations. So let's say you're working with your dog in the park and your dog is seeing other dogs and is getting super, super excited. What what reward would you want to be using there? Would you want a reward that's going to stimulate 
or would you want a reward that's going to focus back to you? Or if you're, if you're training a brand new skill, what kind of treat, what kind of reward would you want to give for that, right? What, let's, what about learning or what about overcoming something bad, an anxiety, a fear? What reward do you want to give your dog to help them push through that? These are the questions you really need to be asking yourselves when you're, when you're training your dog. What situations am I going to encounter while I'm training and then being prepared to, to reward or address them at that time? You know, if I'm going to go somewhere super distracting, I'm not going to use petting as my reward because petting just probably won't hold any water to the distractions your dog is dealing with. So hopefully this makes sense. So this episode is not going to be crazy long. I'm going to keep this one a little bit short because I don't think it needs to go super, super in depth. I think this is a pretty clear cut um, thing, but I just wanted to do this because I've seen training derail and you're watching the training and it's not because the dog doesn't want to do it. It's because the reward they're using at that time is not the correct one. And we talk a lot about repetitions. You've probably heard if you've if you've listened to podcasts in the past, I've probably mentioned repetitions before. Repetition is key. You need to get positive repetitions over and over and over for the dog to really develop that muscle memory of this is what I need to do. When you tell me to sit, this is the action I take. But I find that sometimes the rewards we're using derail that a little bit. It creates a dog who can't think. It creates a dog who doesn't pay attention, who doesn't value, who doesn't, you know, want to work or, or whatever. And so that's that's kind of what I want to touch on. So we're going to go over, like I said, we're going to go over about five um, different rewards and kind of where I'd like to use them. And like I said, this isn't just about throwing some treats in a treat pouch and then you're, you're ready to go. Um, I really think we need to analyze and think a little bit more in depth into this. So the first reward I want to talk about is the one I've mentioned a couple different times now, and that is petting. Petting isn't something I use a lot when I'm training necessarily, um, unless I'm training in my house or at home or in my, you know, in our facility or whatever. And it's a calm environment, no distractions, super simple. Everything is fine. Then maybe I will throw in petting into my training. Um, I won't train exclusively with petting. It's probably one of the only rewards that I'll list off that I won't exclusively train with in certain situations. Just because I, I just feel like petting has its place, but it's just not a reward that I find will push dogs to do more and to keep keep focused. Like I don't think a dog's going to to work with you for an hour straight for pets. Now you might say, well, my dog will. And, and it's very possible you might have one of those those rare dogs that prefers petting over food or whatever. But keep this in mind. Keep this in mind. You need to make sure your reward is going to be valuable enough to build, to push, to pursue, to move on and continue to get those repetitions we need. So petting Eh, it's okay. Mix it in. If you're going to use petting, mix it in, but keep it situational. Don't. If your dog is in a very distracting situation, in a very distracting environment, petting is one that I'm probably not going to go to a lot because it probably isn't going to hold value that's going to be um, 
worthwhile to me. It's not going to be beneficial. I'm not going to see results from petting my dog. The next one then is kibble. Now, I do think if you have a very food-motivated dog, actually find kibble to be an underutilized reward for your dog. The reason for that is because people go, well, kibble's boring. You know, we, we look at it and go, well, they eat this every day. It's boring. Why would I want to train with this? I want to train with something more higher value. But again, if you're working with your dog in a low distraction situation or you're working on skills that are, are new, that aren't going to be difficult, where you need that extra push to get the dog to go through it, kibble's not a bad thing. Um, I think it keeps the dog's mental state lower. It keeps the dog, you know, you're rewarding the dog with some easy treats. It keeps them focused, but it doesn't overstimulate. Um, and it's just a good reward to use just as kind of a casual, like, yes, here's a treat, good job. But again, it's not something I'm going to probably lean on when it comes to uh, going out into really high stress situations or working on anxieties or, or any behavior issues or or anything like that. If it's going to be a difficult train, I'm going to bump it up. So now let's talk about treats, just regular treats. So you can call this training treats, whatever, fine. I like to use treats. Treats are my go-to for most of the time. So I usually use some sort of soft treat. It's got a good smell to it. Dogs really like it. And I find that this is a good middle ground where the dogs can stay focused but not get too crazy. Um, but then they they won't lose their minds. They're not going to lose their minds. They're going to stay somewhat focused. They're going to work through it. It's a soft treat. I don't like using crunchy treats unless I'm putting my dog in their kennel or something that involve, that that I have the time to allow them to chew up, crunch up the treat, spill some on the ground, clean it up, whatever. I like to use soft treats because they're easily edible for the dog. They just grab it, eat it, swallow it, done. Um, and that does seem to, to get better repetitions. Okay. So then when you really need help, okay, the higher values. So now let's say we're working on our behaviors. So regular treats I use for, yeah, I'm going to go on an outing. It's not going to be crazy. We're going to be around people. We'll be around distractions. Or maybe I'll even be training here. But we're going to be learning some new stuff or things that you've been struggling with or I need to keep you motivated. So I'm going to use regular treats for that. But if I'm going to go somewhere where I know the distraction is going to be very high, very high, and I know my dog could easily struggle, then I need to try and fight fire with fire. I need to match as best I can that level of excitement that my dog is feeling or whatever is feeling in that situation with some sort of value. So this is where boiled chicken or a treat they've never had before, liver, um, whatever it is that really just gets your dog to go, holy crap, cut up ham, I don't know. But just this special treat, this treat that you don't use very often, if at all, except for these situations. Because the treats that you use, like the ones I was just talking about, they're exciting to a dog, but if they've had them, then they'd be kind of come old news, right? They're still excited for it, still better than kibble, still better than petting, but it's kind of old news. When you have that high-level treat, like I said, ham, chicken, something like that, your dog, or steak, your dog is going to go, holy crap, I love you, I want that treat, let me eat that, please. I will do whatever you want me to do. I don't care about these dogs barking over here. I don't care about the kids screaming at the playground. I don't care about company that just came over. I want that steak. I want that treat. And that's a good thing to have. 
So, so that is something I prefer when I'm taking my dogs new places and stuff. I always have it with me. I'll even have it with me um, and maybe never use it. I always have that like emergency treat, right? It's like, okay, well, if I need it, it's here, but I'm going to try and use regular treats or whatever um, or even kibble at times. But I have this little emergency pack of treats that if I need it, I've got it there. Because you don't want to have to resort, well, my dog's not taking treats, so I'm going to go ahead and just start correcting my dog because they're being naughty. If we can elevate our treat game to a higher value, I think that's just going to be a good thing. The last one then, for the five, and we'll talk a little bit more about this in a second, but the last one is toys. So I think toys is actually a, again, and maybe I've, well, I said this about kibble, but I'll say this about toys too. I think it's an underutilized um, training tool, a reward. If your dog likes to play with a ball, if your dog likes to play with tugs, toys, whatever, you can incorporate your training and put your dog at a whole nother level of excitement and, and, and drive and everything um, by using toys. And and I just find it kind of breaks it up. So like even with my own dog, I'll train him with food. We always start with food. And then I might go to I might go to a tug, but then I go back to food. And I'm going to go to a ball, but I'm mixing in, like I'm able to mix in and it, it stretches out their training because you're throwing different things at them. So don't think about a toy as just something your dog plays with or you play with your dog. Use it as training. Use it the same way you would use a treat. Okay, you're going to heal with me. I've got my toy in my hand. You're going to heal with me. And if you heal with me long enough, I'm going to drop my toy down to you and tug, play tug of war or let you have it. Or I'm going to have you do a sit stay, and if you stay long enough, I'm going to say yes and chuck that ball. Like there's ways you can incorporate toys. So all right, so now we've gone through five different rewards that I like to use. Now let's talk about really talk about the situations. This is where I think this is absolutely where I start to think people struggle. So we've got all these different treats, and we've got all of the different treat values, like why you'd use it, where you'd use it. You have to remember, everything that I went through, I went in order. Petting, kibble, treats, high-level treats, and toys. Every one, I find, stimulates a little bit more. Stimulates a little bit more. Stimulates a little bit more. And that's not always what you want. There's going to be times when you're out and your dog is being calm. But you want to reward your dog for being calm and being good. If you're working on a calm dog... The last thing you want to do is reward them with a high-level treat or a toy. Toys are a stimulator, right? It's game. It's playtime. Maybe you want to go more to petting or maybe you want to go to kibble or possibly a treat depending on your dog. If your dog is super food motivated, kibble is probably the highest I would go if not just petting. And the reason for that is because you're training for a state of mind. I want my dog to be calm in a crowd. I want my dog to be calm around these people. And if you reward, and, and even your own energy can affect this, but if you reward your dog with something super high value or super exciting, you can't get mad when your dog gets excited because you just created that. You know, you just created that excited dog because of the way, because of what you just gave them. Like if I'm like, I just want my dog to hang out next to me and be super calm. And then I, I give them a tug toy and I play tug with them for a couple. And then I say, okay, give. And they give it to me. And I'm like, all right, be calm again. That's really unfair to ask a dog to do. Now you're saying, okay, come back down, be calm again. And especially for young dogs or inexperienced dogs, this is a difficult thing and I don't think it's fair. So your energy obviously plays a part in this, but your reward definitely does as well. And I think it's the same thing too. If you're in a very stimulating environment 
unless, you know, whether it's your dog's afraid of something, let's say there's other dogs and your dog's either afraid of it or super stimulated by those other dogs. Do you think petting or kibble will do enough to pull your dog's focus away? Probably not. What you're looking for in those situations is you're looking to go on the food spectrum. You're looking at going either treat or high value treat, right? Because you don't necessarily, in my opinion, you still want to have that calm dog. So I don't want to put a toy. I don't want to play toy with my dog or tug with my dog because that's going to elevate my dog, which could potentially elevate their 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 stimulation to the event, to what's going on, other dogs, whatever. So I'm going to try to go to a high value treat that's going to produce better focus or treats in general that are going to create a better focus, but not necessarily raise that energy up. I do a lot of sport work with dogs. And there's some exercises we do where we do a lot of obedience things. And we need a dog to be thinking clear. And I watch a lot of people in these sports throwing tugs at their dogs for healing, throwing tugs at their dogs for doing a retrieve or doing a stay and all this stuff. And then you watch them in trial and a dog's going through the obedience and they're so jacked up because they're like, give me the toy, give me the toy. And that's just because that's the reward that has been set. This is what, if you do it, you get your tug. My tug, I love my tug. And, and so I've really stressed to people when you're training, when you reward your dog, reward them with the energy or the mentality, reward them with the level of reward that's going to get the, the energy that you want going forward. I want my dog to be excited to get a reward. I don't want my dog to get dis, dis, uh, excited to the point of distraction where they can't think. They can't work. Oh my God, I can't do anything else. I just want my tug again. They can't focus. So I feel like I maybe rambled a little bit here. I feel like I, I, I kind of bounced around, but I hope you kind of understand my point. Figure out what rewards you need to use for your dog and when, whether it's petting, kibble, treats, high-level treats, toys. There's probably other things you could add to your list as well, but really break it down and say, how does this reward make my dog feel? What does my dog come after this? If I give my dog a piece of kibble, he crunches it up and goes, thanks, dad, that was good. If I give my dog a high-level treat, my dog will eat it and go, oh my god, dad, that was freaking awesome. I need more. That was the best thing. And you just see it in the eyes. You see it in the body. They just are like, holy crap, that was the coolest treat ever. Same thing with my dog with his toy. If I pull that toy out, it puts him into a whole nother level. But sometimes I want that. Sometimes when I'm playing, like if I want my dog to come to me, so this will be my last example here. If I want my dog to come to me, especially coming away from other people or other dogs, if I want my dog to come to me, I'll probably use a toy because that's what motivates my dog. That's what jazzes my dog up and gets him super excited. And from a distance, I want my dog to go, (gasps) every time he says, come and get my toy, I want my toy. And he just comes running to me as fast as he can because he wants that toy and that game and that play, especially when you're saying, hey, dude, leave playing to come to me. Well, leave play to come play with me. That's going to help you guys out a lot with these things. So keep these these different topics and tips in mind. Hopefully you take something out of this. Guys, I know I didn't say it at the beginning, but check out ondogtrainingacademy.com. We are now doing one-on-one private lessons virtually. So if you go, hey, I'd like to talk to Jake or, or, or my wife Jenny about certain issues I'm having with my dog or some training stuff or whatever, you can schedule an appointment right from our website. You don't even have to contact us, nothing. You can just go on there. It'll give you a list of dates and times that we're available 
and um, it'll send us an alert when you guys schedule. So one-on-ones are there. We also have our course that's going. And with our course, which is really awesome, is we have a community that we're part of, obviously, in our course where you can ask us questions. You're going to get a lot of support from us, from other trainers, from other peers. And so it's all just a really good thing. So definitely check out ondogtrainingacademy.com. We're going to be having some more stuff coming up in the future that we're pretty excited about. But but again, guys, thank you for for sticking with me here. Thank you for being okay, I guess. I don't know if you're really had a choice, but being okay with me taking some time off just to enjoy the summer, build up our other business, and um, get a bunch of new ideas down for this podcast. So I'm, I'm pretty excited for what this uh, late fall, winter into spring brings because I'll probably kind of do the same thing. We're going to record all winter. I'm going to try to do this weekly. It'll drop every Thursday at midnight. I'm going to try to do this weekly. If not, it'll be every other week. I haven't quite decided on that, but I'm going to aim for weekly because I just want to make sure you guys are getting content and getting help if you need it. And like I've mentioned before, we do have a Facebook page, which is On Dog Training Academy, and also Learn Laugh Bark has a Facebook page. If you're looking to... Uh, send me ideas of topics you'd like me to talk about, definitely send me a message either on Facebook or on Instagram or or wherever. I'll put a link to all of this in the description. Um, but send me a message and say, hey, Jake, I'd really like you to talk about XYZ. You know, and, and I love getting uh, listener feedback and I love getting listener um, topic advice if they want me to talk about something i'm here for you guys this is what i do this for i'm not doing this for me i just want to help as many people as possible so guys thank you so much for listening today hopefully you got something out of this week's podcast and uh like always guys we'll see you next week